I just need a blue shirt and an artist palette. And you'll be a and I'll be Bob Ross. All right, welcome to another another episode. Terrifying. Shameless promotion. That was one of the most entertaining and terrifying shows I've ever seen, and I saw it like earlier this year. I just mind if you wake up, you can't breathe. Okay, I'm sitting on top of you, all three of the blue. Okay, I'm here. Just looking (laughs) down at you. My name is Anthony Wilkinson. Welcome I'm to Anthony Kelly. Wilkinson. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm this Anthony. is identity theft. I and well, hey, hey, hey. Lynette Anderson used to shut the fuck up. Hey. <laughs> I'm so hey. Josh Robbins. Hey, hey, let me do the intro. Uh, Welcome you? to the Construction Podcast. I am Anthony Wilkinson. I'm Josh Robbins. And I'm Anthony Wilkinson. All right, well, I guess there's going to be two of me today. No. Double the trouble. I'm having a lot of trouble remembering what we did last week because last week I was pretty much dead on the inside and outside. Um, I think we figured out that it was called Omega and the... You come up with the rest. Okay. Omega, it's a choose-your-own-adventure title, which not Ooh. a lot of people... Not a lot of people have been exploring this idea of letting mm-hmm. people just decide what the movie is going to be called. You get, a, you get a movie ticket and a Sharpie, and it just says Omega, and then there's colons, mm-hmm. and then you get to fill out the rest are of the title. Are colons the things that are dashes but lower? So we think it's a underscore. movie. Underscore. It should be underscore, so you know that you're supposed to fill it in. No, a colon's the two dots. Right. But, oh, okay, I love colons. Aren't they similar? So it's like, it's like you basically get to make the tagline for the movie. Um, now, there were some drawbacks because a lot of people just put Omega and then just Ligma. And I fell for it every time I asked what Ligma meant. Um, so we... Uh, it what was... does Ligma mean? <laughs> it took me too long. Ligma S. I did Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, can we just start over? Yeah, yeah like from the beginning, from the top. Star White. Um, You'd be surprised. That was a, that Star was a, White. That was a pretty good. Uh, I said Star White, uh, but it was the tale of our Greek mythology space adventure. Well, where they're trying to revive the old gods. Um, what 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 form of media did this take? Besides, series. choose your own adventure. Book. It was a series. Yeah, I think we talked about TV series, which mm-hmm. is where we kind of landed. Um, I, I don't know. This is another one I think would have maybe made a good anime or like animated thing. Um, it could be a graphic novel. It could be a graphic novel series. Okay. Could, yeah. It could be a series yeah. of paintings yeah. in an interactive art gallery. <sighs> could be. It could be an amusement park. It could be. It could be three roller coasters that crash into each other. It could be Shia LaBeouf. Fuck it. Just Shia LaBeouf. Just doing everything, every role. Oh, he's playing all the roles. I mean, every role, and it's alive. It's it's live. And I mean, that's what his else? newest installation. What else is he doing right now? Nothing. So he's not he's not he's with Optimus anymore. He's looking for a new franchise. Ever since ever since Bumblebee gave him the old boot. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I'm just saying, I'm just saying Shia LaBeouf, who is watching this right now, <laughs> definitely listens. Um, definitely just hit listens. us up if you want to play every role in our uh, futuristic sci-fi Greek mythology um, tale. Tale. Definite casting. I mean, that's that's money in the bank for you right there. Yeah. 
Correct. Ruby's going to be a nightmare. But, um, you know, <laughs> anyway, let's, like... let's hop back on this horse and roll what are going to be our two influences. So that's two numbers between one and 60. And the first one is 16, which is mm -hmm. apocalyptic. Okay. Which I've misspelled on the list. Yeah, it's I was right. like, we we know we we get the gist. And our next a number is going to be apocalypse. Okay, yeah. Our next number is going <laughs> to be utopia. That would be that'd be hilarious. Um, apocalyptic utopia? utopia. I wish. Um, I rolled fifty three for the second one, which is going to be oh, ethereal. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up. Ethereal apocalyptic. Say, that, say it how you said that, Tony. You know, it's one of those words that you only ever read and then you say it out loud and you sound stupid. I'm, I'm stupid. I am actually pretty <laughs> sure it's pronounced ethyl. Probably right. Ethanol. Ethanol? Um, like tits too? now. Anyway. <laughs> but it's, a it's ethereal? Apocalyptic ethereal. Ethereal. Yeah, ethereal. Yeah. Ethereal. Did I say ethereal? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know why I said it that way. You just you just read it. It's phonetic. I'm just tired. You're so <laughs> that, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. So I what know, was it? I'm what I love what it was ethereal. it? Ethereal, apocalyptic, and ethereal. Ethereal is sort of okay. like this whimsical feel. Yeah. Yeah. I was just I couldn't remember what the first word was. Okay, so now we we gotta yeah, roll we're three. Not, we're we gotta get roll... into how we define ethereal. I okay, feel like. I, we'll yeah. Google ethereal after this. We gotta roll three major events now. That's three numbers between 1 and 137. First one is... Dur, 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 mm -hmm. And it's 9, which is an evil superpower. Oh, fantastic. Fits into apocalyptic, for sure. 42, which is cloning. Ooh. Didn't we? Haven't we? We haven't done no, cloning. We, haven't, we definitely Actually, I have a good idea for cloning. And... 58, which is Doomsday Device. Okay, so... So this could be even real almost pre-apocalyptic into apocalyptic. I want to take over cloning really fast here. Actually, I lied. Let's Google Ethereal. Well, before we do that, we still got to roll what's going to be in our Oh, world. I forgot about Right, that. right. I was ready um, to go. Ethereal Dwarves. And that's I'm one really number hoping. between... Well, here's the thing. Ethereal we usually dinosaurs. roll We usually roll for one thing. Do you want to spice it up and roll for two things yeah. in this world? Yeah, let's so, just do it. So then, why don't we not have humans and instead have these two things? Okay, well, the first one's I gnomes. Want, Cat! I don't want gnomes. Can you re-roll? Omega. Omega. I don't want gnomes at all. My cat's Actually, I do away. want gnomes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we can't argue with the list. You're the right. only re any only time we, we bend the rules is if we roll something we've already rolled. Correct. They're so like the most interesting thing in our podcast. Gnomes. Yeah. So we got gnomes, and then we got... Oh, that's boring. <laughs> We've already done that one. Um, cyborgs. Yeah, We've already done that one. We've not, well, we've done and Yeah, we've done cyborgs. Well, no, we did yeah, do we cyborgs. Have. We certainly done... It was like kaiju. Something. No. You, I know, uh, no, we've done no, cyborgs. No, we haven't done cyborgs. We have mm -hmm. done... Yes, and here's why We I did know. augment it. We did augmentation as one of our major, one of our major events. But it was when we had the little fire guy. You know? Those were elementals. Oh, fuck. Do you think cyborgs and elementals are the same thing? No, I just can't remember. It was like weeks ago. Reasonably. I'm just confused. But I mean, no. So we got gnomes uh, and cyborgs. cyborgs. Gnomes and cyborgs. No, we have done gnomes. <laughs> yes, of course they're going to be cyborgs. Cyborg. Cyborgic gnomes. Um, I love this. But yes, we got our... Um, oof. <sighs> what was it? Um, 
apocalyptic, ethereal. Yeah, our influences. Yeah. So let's. Uh, now I'm scared to say that word. <laughs> ethereal. Ethereal. Um. So. <laughs> e extremely delicate and light. That's not what we need. Let's look at some images of. So it's like kind of like just like whimsical. Yeah, like kind of floaty and bright and like a, an ethereal presence. Oh, perfect yeah. example is from Lord of the Rings in the second one, the uh, dark forest queen. Elf. Gotcha. Okay. That's ethereal. So the, it can it can I be kind of nerd, light, so watch light and floaty, but it also can be you know sort of light, floaty, and scary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like this guy. It's kind of. Yeah. Like that's... <laughs> there's 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 definitely a light light darkness aspect uh, to it. Yeah. We got that, but we have a there's yes. an evil yes. superpower. Yes. And I think by evil superpower, what I meant when I put it on the list was like an evil like world order kind of like you know, like the Nazis. Like that's what I meant by an evil superpower. Uh, got it. We we don't necessarily have to go that direction. I mm. guess since it's we could we could bend what it is, but that was the initial intent of the words on the list. Um and so here's my first uh, theme that I want. Everybody has four clones of themselves, and something happens when they come together. But they're all separated across a certain amount of space, such as the world or whatever world that we're living in. Okay. Let's say that our cosmos have, is breathable. Hear me out. Space. Breathable. It makes it ethereal. Where, can we... It's just in space? Like, in, like, an asteroid field? No, like, let, the kind of space that we're looking at here. So, can we go back to this imagery? That will show here. That will show here or right. I like these little cubes. Hey, hey. So do just I sort talk of this. You do your podcast. <laughs> sort of this really peaceful sort of world almost. Yeah, I want not, that. Not necessarily in a strictly like um, space or like galaxy sense. But what but I would like... love is that we have a far more um, poignant uh, background that is in our heads and here. Uh, spacey. Well, if we were like stars a, like a, are brighter. Like a Garden of Eden type type place where it's kind of like you know like there's no like there's no def definite location. It could be kind of anywhere, and there seems to be like no no limit or no like there's no limit to like where the world ends, but also like no desire to go anywhere else. Yes. Now, now hear me out. Yes. Let's talk about orbs. Yeah, okay. How many of these bad? How how we got orbs? Five orbs. Five One for each orbs. of your clones. It's really good. Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm saying in general, like, the like orbs, like, floating around and shit. We got a bunch of floaty shit. I'm yeah, just saying, yeah. I, I picture a lot of orbs. You too. I'm just real. I'm not, I'm not budging on the orbs, goddammit. <laughs> so, so, oh, man. Do, do the gnomes or the cyborgs control, control the orbs? Because I feel like that's The gnomes and the cyborgs gonna, are the I, same thing. Okay, okay. I feel Josh, like I made a bigger deal out of the orbs. Josh, I feel like I've really built up these orbs. So we have these nomadic cyborgs. Yeah. Not not nomadic cyborgs, no, but... Nomadic, gnome. nomadic cyborgs. Or hear me out. Cyborbs. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop talking about orbs now. We got our nomadic, but they're there. nomadic Just know cyborgs. that even if we don't ever actually integrate them, them in, they're there. But I swear to God, do not forget about the goddamn orbs. <laughs> I, I fucking... You just wait, oof. they'll be there. Um, by the end of this episode uh, but yeah anyway so these clones why why four clones I'm because I like the number five. Oh, so there's four in addition to the person so it's like yourself and four more so five and they all feel like they are themselves so five clones of every inhabitant in this world in theory and so uh, uh, the like I want to hear Josh's thought no no no, yeah. no, no Tony go you're, you're already moving is it ethereal or is it ethereal <laughs> ethereal ethereal 
He's like, okay. Five, <laughs> five, now I'm scared. I can't say it. Five clues to activate it's the doomsday a, device. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the or it, the anti doomsday device that mm, is controlled by the thing. That's we bad. have apocalyptic as one of yeah, our influences. I, mean, I, thought, I feel like our doomsday. I feel like if 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 we're doing an ethereal type of world, our doomsday device has to actually destroy it. Fine. And so I feel yeah. like the goal is almost to destroy the ethereal world, or or to so everybody's evil. Well, doomsday this... doesn't necessarily mean destruction. It it could just signify a great shift. In, oh, I got uh, one. Like I a, got like something. a cultural death. Okay. So, like, almost to get rid of the evil superpower. Or or that the evil superpower could <laughs> could significantly... Like, it could be... I'm saying that maybe this doomsday device isn't something that is physically destructive, but emotionally or spiritually destructive. And also, and you need that to kill the other four clones, because if you kill your other four, you get to live forever. Throwing that in. I mean, it's possible. Motive. Yeah, Motive. that's fair. Motive. I did. I do have an idea I want to pitch. Pitch. About... That involves your four clones, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I um, <laughs> essentially I, I'm, I'm saying what if so ethereal stuff like like the ethereal plane is a big thing like That's Dungeons and Dragons it. I don't believe you <laughs> um, it's like in Dungeons and Dragons and it's like it's like the spirit plane mm-hmm. it's like you know it's non-physical entities so if we're imagining this world in these these are characters and our inhabitants and these gnomes they can be less less tangible and more kind of uh, ideologies or or personifications of of ideas and emotions kind of like an, an every man or like an inside out is that the thing yeah thing with the emotions yeah, yeah something more like that so that this world we're seeing it's like what <laughs> air bears what if it's like an inside out like osmosis jones kind of deal <laughs> Where we're actually seeing, but like a real gritty version of it, you know? Yeah. Like where it's like, we're talking about like, and the doomsday device is like, it triggers ego death or something like that. So, so that's my pitch is that these clones (laughs) is like, you're, you're, you're basically your, your consciousness gets split into different parts that inhabit Uh, these different societies that represent different, different aspects of yourself. So one is like your one, one is like. Tony's Your lost all of his words. Emotions. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what these would be. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, like one is is dealing with your, or maybe it's like dealing with your issues. One is like you living in this almost simulation that helps you regulate your relationships, and another one that helps you with your work, and another one. I don't know. That's kind of. I, I kind of get what you're saying, though. It's sort of like so your ego is split up in your five clones, and each of these clones are dealing with um one of your greatest issues. Let's say. Mm-hmm. That's so, like so. This society represents disorganization. See, that's the, better. Yes. Yeah. This society represents social anxiety or whatever. This one represents all right. I mean, doing social things. <laughs> so we take all all the people with different different ailments and put them in the one the same area. Well, yeah, yeah, and but you know, you are split across your five issues. Yeah, that's interesting. This would be another opportunity to to kind of go in and out. Something we do a lot in our stories is going in and out of our worlds. Yes. And this is between like watching this man deal with his life and mm-hmm. him interacting woman with these man or okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh. And cuz uh, we have we've done too many males. I I was I was made, made it more in the concept of like every Human. man every like, man. So every man must go through every so, Yes. Oh. So like our our like person like you're the situation we're going like kind of almost like the inside out route like 
our person could be in this apocalyptic world, but then like in in the other on the other side of the story, the ethereal plane, we actually, have our that oh. is other inhabitants, and, and like if are those you can like get over your five shitties, you can go over to the ethereal place. No, well, I think I think I mean, you just. What, I don't think that's what he was what saying. Sorry, you continue. Oh, I mean, no, I was just like <laughs> trying to establish where we're at and like how the, how the world's gonna function. So like. I guess like in the ethereal plane we'd have our our, no, our cyborg gnomes and then like we have our our everyman figure trying to survive in an apocalyptic world and like dealing so, with more of a, it's more so it's more of a mental or like spiritual journey so you know, than anything the, else. Yes. So you know that theory of um time is happening all at once, right? And is these multiple dimensions? Yeah. Um so it's like the the ethereal plane exists on top of our also our apocalyptic plane, and you can, you know, when the time is right, like during, you know, let's say the correct time of storms, right? Mm-hmm. When the energy is correct, there are holes that exist in between these two worlds, mm-hmm. and you can travel between the two. And these cyborg gnomes, <laughs> cyber is pronounced cyborg. Cyborg gnomes, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> can we just call them cyber gnomes? <laughs> The, the, the gnome borgs and you sorry can, you can go and they are uh, very wise and they can you know travel in between these worlds right and they can help these humans right split across five um societies of clones that were made by the evil force our evil force our evil uh superpower, superpower. so it took all the humans right and split them, clone them, and put like them into suffer zones, <laughs> different forms of suffering. See what what I was getting at was a little bit different. I, I was saying that like there isn't it, it's it's what we're seeing is almost like a visualization of their interior. It's less, and so I was I was gonna say like with these clones, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that your way is wrong. I, I'm just, there is no right or wrong. Like, Making yeah, <laughs> what, what I was what I was getting at is more like he's dealing with these things, and there's something that's going on. And I I imagine it more like living in this apocalyptic world is slowly draining the people's will to live. Like there are people who are just eventually they're just staring out, and that's like the ego death or whatever. It's like they just give up trying to live anymore. Like yes. they have to be fed. And this is a man going through this apocalypse and dealing with all these things and meeting all these people, and he is slowly. And that's what's the fear is in this interior world of his, his his imaginary scape where he did, where he retreats from his surroundings. Is the ethereal world? Yeah, that's and, neat. And it's represent and what happens to him in the real world. It's it's like there's this fantasy world with all these gnomes and and it, this technological stuff that he was like maybe it was something he as a kid he loved that like mm-hmm. he he did that or gnome borgs he loved gnome borgs. She. I'm they, really, I'm re- they, she, they love gnome borgs. She, she, she loves gnome borgs. Gnome borgs. <laughs> but you know, like something happens, like she gets gnome mugged, <laughs> she gets mugged or attacked or something like that. Right. And like, she's like, she's like lying there, like bleeding. And we get to see interior in, in her mind, there's some great big battle and there's all this other stuff. Like, although I, Ooh, I, I almost, yes. Yes. Now, yeah. I think that's what I'm saying now is like, she's, pers- she's so like putting her, her are- world onto so the her apocalypse. ethereal world is a coping mechanism. Yes. And, we, and it's, his, it's her delusion, but it's her coping mechanism to deal with the shitty life that she actually lives. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the the doomsday device is, is PSA in, for in her. It's inside our character's mind. Yeah, like it's not a real thing. Yeah, I like that. Like basically, because I imagine an apocalypse. One of the things is like you no longer have a job or a purpose, and like so many people have died, and like mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Like people are just kind of milling about you, like zombies. Yeah, what do you do with your day? And like any kind of control is just absolutely corrupt and cruel and only is trying just to find whatever scarce resources so, are left. Can we so say this that is the... a story about her trying to find this doomsday device that doesn't really exist. I but will... she's convinced that like she can that. save the world and defeat this evil oh, this evil overarching superpower which was destroyed long ago when the world was destroyed. But she still thinks it's functioning. Okay. Yes. And the Clones are happening. So let's just say that this evil superpower came in, made clones of everybody, right? They were slaves for a while, then it was a giant boom, right? And now they're just all milling about, lost. So maybe what if what if Ooh. she's literally living in a world of clones? Yeah, like, cloning cloning yes. caused the apocalypse because after after we figured out how to clone people, we eventually just ran out of resources, led to resource wars, which leads to probably either nuclear or just total and all out war. But the superpower made the clones force slave labor. Yeah. Yeah. For the idea of like we don't have we we need more people to build more things I in like, order to survive, but it just totally backfires. I also like the idea. So they make these clones, right? Mm-hmm. And and the clones are they they're made for slave labor, and they're meant to like not really do anything beyond that. Right. But then some genetic disease gets released, but these clones having this very specific DNA were mm-hmm. immune to it. Okay, so all the originals are dead, and what's so it's it is Ooh. just mainly it's pretty much just and maybe like there's some other characters who are survivors yeah. or whatever, um, or like still very sick or something like that. The clones now, who are bred to like do nothing but work and toil, mm-hmm. now don't know what to do and like are trying to build this society mm-hmm. in a wasteland. Yeah, or, I mean, they're, aren't they just kind of kind? Of, yeah, I guess they're kind of trying to do that, but they lack the will. And and the reason in this clone in particular like finds some old storybook or something like mm-hmm. I imagine almost like a children's book about right. gnomes like right there like and gnomes. and like and, it, gnomes. and at the same time is like also reading like a fucking like sci-fi novel book right. or something like it's just like pulling these random books and these are the books that she's found and and it uses this yeah. and maybe it's not just that maybe it increases with other books she reads she's like personifying. Oh. The because actions like, around her. What makes that neat is because, like, when she was originally cloned, right? Like, she'd never... Like, books are part of the old world, pre-clone. And so yeah. there is no media or consumption. Well, there's no anything. need to teach them. They were, yeah. like, they were meant to, like, work in fields right. and, like, turn... And so she finds this... Gears, maybe, I don't remember. <laughs> what, she what finds it, this picture book full of these pictures yeah. of cyborg gnomes in an ethereal landscape. And that becomes her escape. Or like, and then she like slowly like picks up pieces of these ruined comics or whatever, whatever pictures she can find, mm-hmm. and like pieces together what maybe either like the old world was like or yeah, what the yeah, new yeah. world could be. Yes, yeah. at all, least in her I like head. That. all, all in the while, head. like she's dealing with these very different. She's she's using the fantasy and the sci-fi fiction mm-hmm. to mask the horrors of this Mad Max-esque dystopia. Mm -hmm. Like, she's able to spin it to to make herself a... She's making herself a hero in a world where she is nothing, you know? Yes. She's making making up the story Mm -hmm. to give her purpose when she has none. And so... She has a little scrapbook, all these... Which is a reflection of reality, because we are the determiners of our own future. I also do (laughs) like the idea that she can't read, so it's all pictures, actually, is what she's forming from. Yeah, she would never have had the opportunity or for reason to have been taught. I do love... I I do imagine a moment near the end. I know I'm always pitching weird random moments in the movies, but I just... I, I imagine there's a moment at the end where, like, she's been dealing with these pictures all this time, but, like, maybe she finds 
this working TV or something. Mm -hmm. There's an old VHS of like an old silent movie or something like that. Or like not even that, but anything. And we get to see her for the first time seeing these moving images and being able to like, she, and like obviously like she can speak English, but she can't read. So she's never been able to really experience meaning, but she's like watching for the first time something. And maybe she's seeing like a classic or something like this, but like is experienced this media. And that's because I mean, eventually our character has to learn that she's not, the hero there's no doomsday device that mm -hmm. and and i imagine that it's almost like she discovers this afterwards and it's kind of a story of 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 a need for the human purpose. well I not only that but purpose. for like art and 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 expression yeah. and how that's part of the experience of being alive being yeah. human is what separates us from animals you know theoretically yeah and even even monkeys and elephants paint you know <laughs> so a clone searching for soul essentially yeah, yeah. like what is it what correct. what does it mean to be a human because like once again like their dna isn't it? that's why they were able to survive why they didn't go sick because they're not technically human right not all the way but a little bit yeah but that's the thing like that's 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 her thing she's trying to find out like am i human or am i am i this gnome am i this this the space pilot am i this am i this like she keeps i finding all these characters she identifies with that aren't humans mm -hmm. and they then that reality already cra always crashes when she realizes she's not that thing mm -hmm. you know yes. like she's not a gnome she's not yeah. a cyborg what she's not this and so it's it's basically it's honestly like you said very dark and probably heartbreaking as you're seeing this 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 woman desperately trying to find who she is and what she is and what she is and being unable to make that connection because there's no support system left right everything everybody's just did i think josh wanted to say something too. oh no <laughs> we, we've, we've moved past it we we have we we found we found a better we found a better we solution way I, I say i'm just i'm, I'm a processing and distilling processing but the, this is this this story took took a weird turn but like there is something interesting about that and i i think that is that is a more interesting discussion that has been definitely touched before in other mediums i mean like that's what blade runner is all about is like these these yeah, super I mean, advanced androids and at a certain point do they become equal to humans do they have a soul i mean something that i find lacking i'm just gonna make a quick side note in media right are more introspective tales that aren't really about things that happen externally right mm -hmm. like event 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 oh my god it was him the whole time whatever you know what you see less often are things that delve into you know, self-identity and like what is literally self. So it Intros seems like introspection. It's, it's Blade Runner meets Inside Out meets Mad Max. Well, also, I love, you, I love you, this. This is actually very similar to is a movie that not a lot of people talk about. And it's, I've heard people on both sides of the fence. I personally liked it when I saw it, but I was pretty young. If I watched it again, it might not hold up as well. Mm -hmm. um, but Sucker Punch. Did you guys ever see that movie? It's, it's this Just tale it. about these girls who are in a mental asylum. Mm -hmm. And they oh. picture themselves as these badass, like, I did he see part like of it. heroes with machine guns that are going on these missions and trying to do this thing. Mm -hmm. But they they are dying off, but they're not really dying. They're getting lobotomies, is what's really Fuck. happening. But in the movie, they perceive that as their characters dying because yeah, yeah, they can yeah. no longer interact. And I, I don't like, and I think this is something, this is similar it's to that. It's like, introspective, you know, coping like, mechanism, delusions, and, you know, like what it means to be a human and art. Yeah. And, 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 and the realities she constructs are obviously like metaphors for what she's going through at the time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's her, it's her, it's her reimagination of reality, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so to make it slightly better, this reality fucking sucks. Like, mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah, and, and, and you know, I think the cloning it adds that level of like not only does she not feel like she's a human, but like what makes me Ooh, a good different. Moment. Yeah, because I, I think I she think, does eventually run into one of her own selves. I think there's a lot of. Them. I think she's constantly around yeah. the clones. I think what's I think she eventually runs into someone who's not a clone. Oh, I think I think I think they're all super aware of what's happened. They're like, okay, there's no one else that doesn't look like me. Yeah, I, I think that's honestly what starts, what breaks her out of this clone society is her meeting someone who's not a clone, and she like I mean, saves them. Or everybody something. is her. Yes, like of everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like Ooh, she's living, like, like she's, and, and it's like this basic, like very like apocalyptic, almost agricultural, like kind of like Hunger Games esque. Like mm-hmm. they're living in shacks. I've always yeah, like yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've I've been picturing it as Fallout this whole time. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, and that works too because I mean, there probably technology wouldn't all fade away, but like it's it's I very much like. I just picture it as Katniss's original like uh, home quadrant, and that's what I see. And so it's something like that, and I think that she eventually finds someone. Who's not a clone? Maybe it's a guy mm-hmm. or something. Because like, oh, they're yeah. all they're all women. Like, yeah, this guy yeah. shows up, and I think like the clones are honestly like kind of confused as to what to do because mm-hmm. they thought all the other humans died out. Right. But like they have in their history, this is like they're the the slavers, like mm-hmm. the the people who like forced them to toil and destroyed the world, and Ooh. so they want to punish him. But for some reason, she saves him. So one, I think I think she was very fight. close to like just. Ending him, just Almost, him. But then, humanity. She, for whatever reason, has a spark of humanity. Within. She's the same one that's having these delusions. So yeah, one, I love, that, I love part the, of the delusion. Though. He's like, like, and uh, I mean, I don't want to be like dumb about this, but I like, I think what fits into like the whole delusional fantasy. Like, he's like the prince oh, on the yeah, horse yeah, riding yeah, in, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or he's like some print, elf prince. And I'm not even saying they have to actually not. fall in he's love. Not. I actually like the idea more if it kind of starts out that way, but then they, they figure out that that's not their deal. Like, mm-hmm. like it isn't like that. Like they do have a need for connection, but they, it's not, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's kind of dumb. That's Turns like what saves brother. her life Let's is, fuck it. <laughs> what, what saves her, her life is, is this. But, but I do think that like the idea of the prince is less like, Oh, I want to fuck that man is like, as much as it's like, what is this different person right you know? yeah he's sort of and are different. there more of him and he just came from a very far off or place? or or, 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 I think or, or very versus few. the role I think she pictures herself as the knight and he's the damsel in distress he's Ooh, the princess in the yes, carriage or yes. whatever so she's like this badass warrior right and then she finds like this innocent elf man yeah right and we forgot well, about the elves for sure yes well because i imagine <laughs> this is like this guy actually is like kind of sickly and weak because like he's super you? he, he, he <laughs> He, he survived. He survived the sickness, but just barely. Yeah, and like that's the thing is like they're they're starting to find out that some of these people did actually survive. They're coming out of their bunkers or whatever. Yeah, and they've made it. And so, but we—that's her first adventure—is her like saving the princess from the tower. But the princess is this guy, right. who rode into town. I, and I love that, like the the, the men in the society are seen as like the former slavers and like are hated. I, well, not, I love just, this. I love this world we're building here. Well, so not just the men, just non-clones in general no, fair i'm just saying this specifically i think so that would it makes be like sense that they've started to emerge after a certain amount of time yeah because like I, I do think like there's a Bunker twist later stuff. on like maybe in like they're in one clone society area and they find out one of the clones is just someone who's like is a woman who's just disguised herself to look more like the clone. Like she's not <laughs> yeah. actually a clone but she just looked very similar so she could pass for one yeah I, yeah because i think i think there are factions of clones that hate mm-hmm. i don't know what we'd call normal people i guess but because normal the normal people are the former evil superpower mm-hmm. yeah and a big boom and then they're starting to come out maybe like a hundred years later yeah whatever and so because these clones don't really die 
I, and I think I think what she perceives is that what the doomsday weapon is is there's the there's the disease that wiped out most of humanity but mm-hmm. left the clones unharmed. Mm-hmm. She thinks that there's this these people who are tweaking the disease so it will destroy Ooh. the clones instead now. Ooh. And that's and perfectly that way give, that's perfectly delusional. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like she has to stop that and then Paranoia. eventually she finds out like no. Like maybe that's also why she wants to almost use this human that she rescues to lead her Find to the, the other humans. And that's when she finally does make her way back there. Yep. And like, oh man, I'm picturing so many sequences now of her like picturing herself as like Robin Hood and all these other mm-hmm. things like going through. And, and and when she finds the human and she sees that they're just trying to live. Like right. they're just like, trying they're to survive. Sick, just like the clones. You know, just like the clones. Trying to figure and, out what their purpose is again. And, and and they show her and that's their, they're actually what they are. They're the ones who show her the movie or whatever. Like there's like, they have a, they have like yeah. a, a night. We're all watching and that's her getting to see this in this art about like who am who am I? What is this like? What is, or kind of like almost like um, big, what is the burn, Burns of po- post electric play? Oh yeah, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Kind of like in that sense where like it's like that's an episode of The Simpsons, but like I don't know what like some pop culture yeah. thing. So well, big picture, real fast. Big picture to structure here. So it's like the humans have been living underground for let's say two hundred years. Bear with me. And they have like they had this underground society, and they did like continue to breed and whatever, whatever. But it's been long enough that they forgot. That, you know, they did, well, they didn't forget, but it's far enough away that they were once this evil superpower, right? Some of them start to go up to the main ground. Now, all this time, these clones, they don't die, okay? Because they're genetically modified to be away, right? And so, a human, you know, they start to kind of come up. This dude comes up, right? And she's been living, like, weaving in between, like, this shitty wasteland and this ethereal place full of cyborg gnomes, right? And then he comes up, and she's, like, been looking for... Um, it's it, almost like her companion. I think she has a cyborg no, yeah, no gnome board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she's like obviously just in her head. But yeah, like, yeah. What's the gnome board's name? Joffrey. You can't name it after something everybody hates. What's what's Joffrey really want? Game of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen Game of Thrones? I've not seen Game of Thrones. Um, oh. Okay. I mean, but and so that wing and that blah 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 blah, and then this dude shows up, right? And then she's like this human is going to lead me to the other humans that are, like, trying to kill me, even though nothing's actually trying to kill her, it's just her soul dying inside, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any purpose. And so they go on this adventure, right? And visually speaking, this adventure is going to weave between, you know, he's he's a feature in her uh, delusion world as well, right? Yeah. And so they're weaving in between Wasteland and, like, Ethereal Gnome Place, and then eventually he takes her underground to, like, where, like, the under shitty yeah. underground, like, society that humans have built since... They went under there due to the bomb that they caused two hundred years ago. Yeah, and the disease. And, of and I, I imagine, right. like once again, like she's seeing these. She has these scraps of like comic books and picture books and stuff that she's creating these characters and stuff from that. That she is like helps her solve these situations. Like you know, and this thing where she sees herself as Robin Hood. She sees herself as like mm-hmm. a cowboy. She and sees herself. They have the whole books. <laughs> Well, no, and not. Here's what I imagine. She only has pictures. She, she she doesn't get to read the words in any of the books. She just right, right. And, and I, I'm imagining now it's less like she's watching one movie with everyone. When mm-hmm. he when he brings her to the side, he's like, "I think you'll like this." Mm-hmm. And he has an old TV with like a VCR that's still running, and he's showing her the actual versions of the stories we've seen her experiencing. Like, because like she she all she knows of Robin Hood, is she sees pictures of Robin Hood. Right. But now she gets to see the story of Robin right. Hood and like hear it. Oh, and see and you the know, character. it kind of messes with her head because it doesn't fit with necessarily the story she told right. her own head. But, and, but at the same time and like she has a bit of a breakdown. Yeah, like and, and there's that like, no, this this isn't these aren't this isn't what I thought it was. This isn't this and you know that leads leads again like there's that that again that 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 struggle of like, I had it all wrong. 
yeah, and was I wrong for this? Was it was it right? And I think that that like her this emotional journey, messed up right, her already messed up reality, right? It gets more fucked up. And like that's what that would basically gets her to this point where she's finally like, okay, I can't do this any longer. I have to go and find the disease and destroy it. And so like she kind of turns on the guy a little and goes and tries to find it but can't. Mm-hmm. And like this is all leading up to the climax where she finds out that nothing that she thought was real mm-hmm. was real. The gnome on her shoulder. Was like telling her was lying to her and like yeah. what like it was what she no. wanted Everything to hear. Everything was like, her imagination. Yeah, and that no Borg. But at the same time, now she has this support system, this guy, these mm-hmm. these this these community, right? That you know, talk to her and they mm-hmm. like they help her establish that like like even though you are this like like do you like this is what it means to be human. Right. So and if, if this is how you interact feel. with people, because she, mm-hmm. the gnome, the, the clones never, the gnomes and the clones, that's the name of the episode. Um, <laughs> gnomes and clones. Gnomes and um. clones. Um, the, um, they never really interacted with each other, so that's why she made that fake. Yeah, I imagine the clones you know? almost act to each other like, have you ever seen the movie Equilibrium? Maybe. Um, basically, it's, a, it's, a, it was Christian Bale was, was the main guy in it, but. Um, it's this, I think, I hope I'm not getting this mixed up, but it's this guy who um, basically is the head of this police force in the future where emotions are illegal. Ooh, fun. Interesting. Yeah, and so if, like, if you feel something, like, well, there's a very iconic scene from it where he's digging up these floorboards because there's something stashed under there, and there's a bunch of old paintings, like the Mona Lisa sitting right there, and he burns it. Because like art isn't allowed because art makes you feel right, and so but and I don't think that the clones it's illegal for clones, but maybe the clones they kind of have this, this, this that's how they were made. They were is ap- like their they emotions are to muted each other. and like yeah like like there's there's an inhibitor yeah, yeah. in them somehow, and but she's that, she's not, managed to well she's finding way uh, she's breaking through it. it. I think I think it's I don't think it's in any kind of necessarily technical inhibitor or like genetic inhibitor. I think it's like just a learned behavior. Yeah. Okay. Like that's just how how they function. Well, and also like they don't have a culture. Like, right. and I mean that that was, I think it's a huge thing with like with with actual like the actual slave trade is, and all these people complain about like how like no joke like these people who were in this situation lost their culture. Right. Like they don't know what their past was, where they came from, what what they were meant to do. And this is a more extreme version of that in our story, where someone specifically created and literally had no culture ever. Right. Because um, there was no way for them to have a culture. Right. Because they were um, just created and then work and so now it's this thing it's this society that has no culture that's building itself off the bones of another culture and piecing it together and this this girl more than most is literally piecing together our uh, our history. our media and our in our in our culture and yeah. trying to figure out what it means and what it was what it was for and like and and all this other stuff and like so imagine her disapp- speaking what makes it really interesting is that you know like we have had you know we as a species, right? We began in caves drawing cave paintings, right? And it's like, if we have, you know, we built off of that and we've built, you know, our artistic culture as we've um, evolved, whatever, um, progressed. And and it's, it's a conceptually interesting point because it's like, here we are, humans, right? That were cloned, that have no knowledge of anything that was art ever before, but are capable of it, but don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. you know, what her imagination is. That's where art comes from. It's your imagination, introspection. It's all those things. And so, like, she is, we get to witness in this story, right, somebody piecing together or creativity raw from, like, yeah. no standpoint. Building, developing right. their aesthetic. Building exactly. their identity. Mm-hmm. But in a way, because I think, you know, we take for granted as... A lot of know, our identity comes from art that we've 
things you know, yeah like we, we get it we get to do it gradually but mm-hmm. this is someone who's having to piece it together mm-hmm. as a fully formed you entity mean, yeah um and who they are and what and all that other stuff and all, all these and then these added very hyperbolized extreme versions of of the questions that we face ourselves mm-hmm. um all in you know with all these other extreme factors i i really i really think that there's some interesting interesting concepts and meanings and things. there's a lot there's there's a lot of depth here there's a lot of depth for a for what could have been a very this you know, is no ridiculous this is, concept. There's a lot of no. I mean, it's it's not quite at the same levels of kaiju school musical, <laughs> right? No, we I don't I don't think we could ever hope to top or even like come Nothing close could to that. Be to yeah. the deepest to the emotional payoff and delving into the depths of, of not only our souls but the souls of kaiju. I'm still I crying was, over I, that. I thought that the kaiju was cyborg, but. I don't know. It doesn't well, no, they had the now because the we okay. Now it's the gnomes. <laughs> now it's the no, no, well, gnome. Well, with the, with the kaiju, they were the they were the robot <sighs> kaiju as well. No, what? They were the robot kaiju as well. Like oh, okay. Mecha that's, Godzilla that's what and I stuff was like confused about. Oh, okay. um, so we we added that in on our own, not under the influence of the we had to. Okay. We haven't got an augmentation before, but this is the first time we specifically got cyborgs as inhabitants. There are some redundancies in oh, the list, honestly. Like that's okay. okay. That's yeah. okay. It's still it's still a very different world than Kaiju School Musical. That's yeah. what's for sure. <laughs> I think everything's different from Kaiju School Musical. I don't think there's anything close to uh, it. I don't think so either. But yeah, no, and I, I mean, I, I like this concept. I like I like the going back and forth between her her imagination yeah. and the real world, and mm-hmm. and seeing and and I think the cut back and forth mm-hmm. allows for this very interesting way of telling the story where you don't really get the stakes mm-hmm. until you have the drop away because like you have a building like this thing's going oh. like oh it's like it's almost like over so it's the like top let's say and, like, she's like fighting somebody right you know and it's like kind of like this world of warcraft kind of feel you know like in her ethereal world and they fight and it's all very magical and it's like Ooh, and then it drops away and there's just blood and like horror mm-hmm. horror yeah the true horror that, yeah yeah and and you know like like definitely along mm-hmm. those lines like and yeah. how how she uses these shields to do the things that she has to do that she knows she knows is wrong or whatever just or that like is horrific yeah and I mean and even just to cope with bad things that may happen to mm-hmm. her yeah. yeah while this is going on yeah so yeah because um, I mean I can't I can't imagine the wildlife's wasn't anything that survived it's, yeah gotta it's gonna be, be oh you know, yeah probably so um, she's like fighting this you know like fucked up animal and then really she's like fighting a more like regal animal in her fake world and then it drops away and she's just like amongst like this carcass and like you know I, mean, I imagine it's like you know like the scene where she's picturing herself at this great banquet or whatever and she's really just huddled over this campfire oh, like sad. eating this sad. Carcass. Sad. Yeah. so sad like um yeah i think it, i think it has potential for some comedy too and like to it break could. it up with the fan the fantasy can also be funny and yeah like, but then it drops, and that would do a lot for an audience, right? It's like, you know, the, that that banquet, like, scene, you know, she's eating, and she's, like, laughing with, like, her gnome or whatever, and they're having this pleasant thing, and then it just drops away, and she's just alone, cold, mm-hmm. and huddled, and it's, like, just so sad. Yeah. You know what? I'm going I'm to take a stance right now on this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, Watch Sucker Punch. <laughs> it's not the best, but it's... It was really interesting it what it novel. did. It was novel. It was a, I, it was an interesting idea. Yeah. It was a little bit weirdly over sexualized. Maybe that's I maybe that I, that might be my one complaint. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think it did a really cool. It was like thing. it was kind of like five Harlequins, wasn't it? Like yeah, like like, like no Harlequins. joke. It had it very much 
had Harlequin energy. Yeah. Like that's, that's what, what I remember. That's what it was. But it was it it, it was it was very weird and because it, it was very h- tough to watch. It went back and forth between like these very hardcore like action scenes mm-hmm. and like these. Then they would go back into the asylum, and it would just be kind of gut wrenching. I remember mm-hmm. it would just kind of be like, oh, like, mm-hmm. and the lobotomies, like those scenes were rough because, like, they kind of happened suddenly, like, and like they would just be accompanied by this big, like, clinking noise essentially. And like every time I heard it, it just like sends chills down my spine. I very much recommend watching this because it's very similar to what okay, we're describing. Right okay, now. okay. So just to throw in another another cyborg element and maybe we're, we're, why like the gnomes are cyborgs. Mm-hmm. What if like in, in kind of an effort to sort of combat the clones and like in like the 11th hour, the humans created some sort of like cyborg machine to start killing off some of the clones. And there are still like a couple of those just around the wasteland. I like see. very, very, very few of them because it was like at the last possible second. I see what you're saying. Second. So they were just... So- a stand is just that he's monolithic or massive. I think I'm using the right word. Um, just big, uh, kind of like ah, gosh, what is the reference I'm trying to think of? Um, but they're basically just almost like giant statues at this point in her world, right? And they're static. All I will say, and if you guys outvote me, I will not argue <laughs> against this point too much. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like it being more realistic and not having cyborgs. I like the cyborgs okay. being part of her imagination because I think it makes it the the realer this is. Yeah. I think the harder it hits. Yeah. And I think if right. the cyborgs sure. is her, and I think that the cyborg thing is almost more of a metaphor. It's like the cyborgs made of pieces of different things. It's that building makes sense because it she just kind of saw pictures in a book and she just tossed it on the gnomes in her head. Yeah, and the gnome okay, is like built. Sure. Yeah. The, yeah. Cy- the gnome is the gnome is like built and put together like right. almost like a toy yeah, more yeah. than anything else like but Santa's like, workshop yeah and, and I, so I think it's the, the idea of the cyborg is 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 more about it's a more a little bit more metaphorical and I think it's one that she goes to a lot because I think her favorite things are two these two specific stories one is like a sci-fi thing with cyborgs you know maybe and the it's, other one is about like Swedish gnomes yeah and like, <laughs> and those, it's like iRobot or something like that yeah it, or um or I, I imagine maybe she's like yeah <laughs> like mind, it's, no an, pictures, sorry. it's an old it's an old picture picture thing for like Star Trek and like the Borg is yeah. like there what she's go. like okay yeah and so it's like this Borg gnome thing right. and then she makes it and then you know tosses it into some world that looks like World Warcraft yeah but you know <laughs> I, I do think it's kind of interesting because yeah like a cyborg is pieced together it's well, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, there are cyborgs that are very well constructed in, in, in theory, but I, I mean, you also see in like the more apocalyptic robot, like building it from pieces of, of scrap and other mm-hmm. things to turn it into something new. Yeah. And, I, and, mm-hmm. and the broken, broken toy, like, you know, yeah, it has yeah. that, that cute vibe. That's, yeah. It's a cute vibe. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's an interesting way to look at that and how how she is constructing and maybe that maybe as she's constructing and, and finding new things the gnome changes as well he's not always like he's always kind of cyborg but <laughs> oh, like he changes fun... outfits and stuff yeah. and... so like as well, she like encounters go, go, like new a... pictures throughout the Inspector story Gadget. right as she like new <laughs> new <laughs> new um books and things like that she kind of like outfits her gnome kind of like a sim it, you know yeah, like, like he has a adapts. he's like yeah. cowboy hat and a gun yeah. and, like, and other times he... he has something else based on whatever last book that she encountered with pictures yeah and, and you know, and, and he's always a cyborg now. And I do like the idea she's traveling with this other, this other, with this man Except who's like she's, dude, yeah. she's she's kind of having to protect because once again he's very weak and sickly mm-hmm. and and um, but he, this is the first time she ever gets to talk, right? 
to someone about media because like because he does know what that is yeah like he yeah. and he has heard of some of this stuff he's like oh yeah. yeah this character and like they, they talk she's like you know him you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah oh she's she's freaked <laughs> she's like, out at first like the, how do you know him can you, you know like where well no he? because she yeah. would have had she would have had the source material before and and now anyway. now <laughs> i am getting a little bit more okay with there being a love interest between them because i think this actually does have a lot of potential for ag- some actual real like these two people connecting on this very spiritual level through right. this art, art art and expression mm-hmm. and and i think it could go multiple ways i think it could either be a love interest i think it could be like a father daughter kind of thing yeah. or like a mother son yeah like like it, i think it depends on their ages what we want yeah. to what we want to do there but they have um, but the point is that they develop this relationship through how we as humans connect through art media and and yeah. shared ideas yeah and through this they're able to kind of bridge this even larger gap of you know the clone and human like the the enemies for for the clones their enemies all their existence Mm -hmm. which have been the humans right and so like this vilified character who she who she starts to see and under and understand like more about i don't know it's 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 a weird kind of slippery slope if that makes sense it does i understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. but with good writing, like proper management, right? Good time. That could be a very good story. I can't believe we are all right. Where are we at on time? 51. Yeah. So that means that we could do quick recap. Yes. Um, so I guess the, the main idea for the core of the world is that there, there, are, there were clones made to basically take over manual labor. Mm-hmm. Um, jobs no one else wanted or the wa- jobs that were dangerous yeah um, they were genetically engineered to be slightly different than humans i don't know for tax reasons uh, <laughs> for tax. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost feel like maybe like to make them more efficient workers or make them slightly yeah. more robust or whatever so they would they don't die. last longer. yeah but, but i mean also it's it's like how do you avoid the old tricky slavery thing well they're not humans like exactly and so they're immortals um <laughs> and so they they make this, they make these 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 beings to do this um and then humans get decimated by a genetic disease that the clones are spared from mm-hmm. and the clones use this as a kind of an opportunity to 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 kind of rise up against the other people i mean i picture that they just kind of milled, i mean i imagine that they kind of just milled about like one day it just was really like need... the door was unlocked and they could walk out right yeah. and the, they just kind of mill i actually do like that i yeah. think i think they the humans just got, got so anything. weak yeah you know? And like you know, and like see, and the humans it, went underground, and they, you know, the survivors of the human underground, right? Like they've reproduced in the meantime, but these clones have just been literally milling about and in the milling about, right? Because like mm-hmm. they don't need as much to survive, so they live like for very, very long times, and they need little food. But at the same time, they're mm-hmm. not educated anyway. They right. can't. They're so not. They're they're not slowly... trained to like upkeep electric exactly. electrical grids and exactly. water lines and all this other yeah, stuff. So they're like zombie-ish, not zombies. But they're just kind of milling about, and like she's created this whole world in her head based on a few things she's found over the couple hundreds of years. I'm mm-hmm. just milling. And then, okay. I, and then she, the human I will shows say, up. why are these clones immortal? Why, why so, do we make that because, decision? So the humans can come back up. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it could be more like. I think they just live like maybe twice as long as humans would. Okay. I mean, that's yeah, fine. It's just e- that the even, humans need time to, I guess, like build up an immunity or people for but i say i know. think that could happen like 10 years or so okay good like they because uh, i, I sure. imagine the same yeah that's a definitely enough time for stuff to start getting like decrepit and overgrown and stuff to start collapsing and like and 
and 40 or 50. But at the same yeah. time, it's not like hundreds. I, I'm not saying that's wrong. Sorry. I feel like I've been going against a lot of what you guys no. have been saying. That's good. Um, but I, <laughs> it's just to me, like, I feel like that's a little bit more. I hope that because I don't, I hope that it helps connect a little bit more. It helps the realism for sure. Yeah. yeah. If we, I mean, if we don't put head, in hundreds of years instead, like decades. I guess in my head, I picture this story not really beginning. Like, we don't really ever get to see the, um, when they were enslaved, it was just, we'd just get flashbacks, perhaps, is what I kind of imagined. So, I mean, most of this story is just like desolation interweaved with the ethereal space interweaved. But then when that dude shows up, interweaving with finding, you know, art again together, whatever. Yeah. But and I think I think we can still reach that yeah. with just spending with just not having as big of a gap. Mm -hmm. But also because I think that makes the wound a bit more fresh, yeah. you know. It's it, there's a fear because I think when the clones find him, it's not immediate like kill him for this, but it's right. like they're like, like oh what I thought you were gone. Like, it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. almost like fear. It's like well we've started living on our own. We don't want to go back to working for humans. So what do we do? Like do we let him go? What if he brings back more humans? They know where we are. Like mm -hmm. but then she and her delusion has that new motive that mm. you know like the disease is going to kill all the clones. And yeah, so that's why. She it, thinks she overhears something or or yeah. or there's or there's a story going around that she hears from her friend that she finds it later yeah. it's just made up that it's like, well, the humans they, they could make this disease and her gnome thing draws mm -hmm. her to like, you know what we can do? We can use the human to find it, but we're gonna have to mm -hmm. break him out. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. They do this, they follow that path, they're going through they're having to travel across the country basically because right. this man's maybe this man's <laughs> trying to make it back to his family or make yeah, it to somewhere yeah. like he knew he was separated when he's been in this bunker for so long. Right. And he wants to get back to these people he knows. Yeah, so or this he safe started society. over here, he runs into here, and then they go all the way that way. Yeah, and so it's like going through all these landscapes and these mm -hmm. deserts and fighting fighting wildlife and, and you mm -hmm. know, Mad Max-esque gangs and, like, having to deal with other clone mm -hmm. societies and, like, all this other stuff as they're traveling from place to place. Because I also like the idea maybe not all the clone societies are cloned from the same person. Like, hers are all her. Mm -hmm. But they go to another place to clone of all a bunch of, mm -hmm. like, these got these different guys. And, mm -hmm. like, Potentially. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I think, I think think there's a lot of, there's a lot of expansion. There's a lot of there. ways. Yeah. And, and as they're, until they finally make it to there. And, and the kind of big, big emotional ending is she gets to see media mm -hmm. and all this other stuff and like throughout this maybe he's also teaching her how to read so she's starting to start to be able to read, read the books and mm -hmm. read the words along with her and pictures her, like, and, and characters in her ethereal world are as a result changing based yeah. on all of this new information yeah, yeah. and like and, and i definitely think there's one character who she was way off on like yeah. maybe like well uh, maybe really sick but maybe interesting twist that the no one ended up being evil <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? that would be nice. Her no, best that, friend, like that. Know, yeah, like her only friend in the world. Or, 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 like yeah. what she finds out if she she likes the Borg, she finds out the Borgs are the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And but the gnome is a mixture of this sweet. Oh, I love gnome that. thing. And, and so this gnome evil, is, and the, and that's and part. Bad. And the gnome could even have. And this is so silly that I'm saying this gnome <laughs> could have this very intricate like it could, it could dialogue it where the it's like I'm made of evil parts. Like I am. What am I? Like yeah, like like that representation of self. Yeah, of like I. Good and bad as humans. Yeah, like, yeah, we, we're know? broken and we do shitty things, and does that make us shitty? Because we're made up of these shitty experiences mm -hmm. and like all, yeah. all that, and, and like that as she's discovering this and like coming. And to it terms. brings together her perfect world with the reality as they become closer and closer. So her imagination is slowly melding into something that is more mm -hmm. grounded. And you know what's the best part about this is if we, because I think it would be a 
book. Because mm-hmm. what I picture is like a series yeah. of novels. And then when they yeah. made it into a movie, it would be a fucking metaphor for itself when the movie wasn't as good as the book. This movie would be nearly as good as the book. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like you could, you could describe these landscapes, environments, and scenarios way better. And just the in internal that conflict more. I mean, yeah. So what I think would be interesting as they go, let's say, west, right? It starts to get. Where they're going actually starts to have more life and foliage. And so it's like literally her. Maybe at one point world. she thinks she's imagining it, but it's the right, real world. Exactly. Yes. So slowly they come together. So like she's lived in this world of like shitty gray and her imagined world. And then as she learns more with him, right? As you know, he exposes stories, whatever she was reading. Like she sees cetera, greenery for the first time and right, then and she tries to own, shake out her imagination. Right, but they it begin stays. to overlap. Do we you know? almost want this? Oh, I mean, it, it, it's a book, but like when the movie does come out, like almost <laughs> Wizards of, Wizard of Oz esque, like start out in black and white and then just not necessarily all at once become color, but like slowly yeah, add exactly. color in. As their journey yeah. progresses and, and she it, learns that's, more. That's way. Yeah, and I don't know if it's necessarily like black and white, black and white, but it feels black it's and white. It's just gray and shitty. Monochromatic. Yes. But yeah, but it, until her imagination comes up and fills it with color, but then you know that's the thing. As the movie progresses, there's that, and maybe there's also kind of like an opposite effect. Is sometimes her imagination's even by the end mm-hmm. bleaker than the reality she finds herself in. Ooh. Well, and then I don't, I don't think the apocalyptic challenges go away either. So then she has to instead of like you know coping with them in her fantasy world, they become more of a reality. Yeah. Yep. So it's not necessarily like as hopeful of a story. Mm-hmm. As it's more like reality and imagination and art and human existence and how we get to cope with this yeah. thing we are doing, which is life. Yeah. I think, <laughs> oh, I think another thing. Sorry, this is just one last thing. For when she's seeing all the media of, of what she's imagined in the movie form and mm-hmm. in the end, like near the end before she kind of has her, her break with reality and freaks out and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Um, I imagine maybe what sets her off is she sees one of her favorite characters die in media. Mm-hmm. That would be a good idea. Like, yeah. you know, what a character that she yeah. really, really identifies with. And I mean, and that's so many, like, great heroes and stuff like that, like, end up dying at the end of their story. Yeah. And it's, that's what, that's kind of like, no, like, you can't do this. Right, easy. because in her world, in her ethereal world. And, like, she blames humans for it, because, like, you made this media. Why you made this character, and why would you choose? You didn't have to do it. You were in charge, but you killed him. Like, right. And I think that's like kind of the final weird thing in her in her like very shaky reality at this point mm-hmm. that sets her over the top and kind of convinces her like this before it all comes crashing down yeah. when she finds out that there was no great plot. There was no great mission. She's mm-hmm. not destined to save her kind right. or be the hero of the story. She's just another, another. basically human that yeah, she, has to cope with existence. She's, she's <laughs> not the hero, but she is. she's another character. Right. And, you know, just because she doesn't save the world doesn't mean... You know, you know I, I think there's matter. a lot of there's that a, she doesn't matter. There's depth there. There's yeah. there's a lot there. This is very introspective. <laughs> but anyways, and yeah. so yes, there's our world. I think there's our world. Yeah. My name is Linnea Anderson. I'm Josh Robbins. And I, as always, am your boy Tony, <laughs> or Anthony. I guess. Do I ever call myself Tony on this show? I don't know. Hey, oh. audience, if you want to call me Tony, that's fine. I mean, I've been calling you Tony. Okay. So I mean, everybody knows that he has just two don't names. call me late for dinner. Anyway, this has been description. <laughs> I guess like happy building or whatever. <laughs> Good. That, this is nice. Mediocre building at <laughs> best, I, I guess. <laughs> best of luck.